Where Hawaii Eats is presented by the Honolulu Star Advertisers Dining Out, Outrigger Waikiki Hotels and Resorts, and Cisco Hawaii. Aloha and welcome to Where Hawaii Eats. I'm Ann Lee and I'm happy to announce our, chef, our, our guest chef today, uh, Executive Chef Paul Rivera from Hula Grill. Hi, Paul. Hi, how are you? Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me here. What are you going to make for us today? So this morning, we're going to be making one of our signature dishes for breakfast. It's called strawberry mochi waffles. Okay, let's start. Okay, so first of all, we're going to make the, the dry ingredients. We're going to add one pound of mochi flour. And then we're going to add our waffle mix. How, what's the quantity of this is um, one pound of mochi flour and 15 ounces of waffle. And we're gonna add two cups of white sugar. Can you tell me where your, your restaurant is located, Chef? Our restaurant is located right downstairs on the second floor, right above our sister company, Suits Waikiki. Downstairs from where? From Outrigger. <laughs> right down here. So once we have our uh, dry ingredients, we're gonna start putting our wet ingredients. So we're gonna put in are four ounces of melted butter, half an ounce of vanilla extract. Do I need a waffle machine like this? Yeah, I mean, typically, yes, you would need a waffle mix, but you can do a traditional way and do like a pancake one if worse comes to worse. Okay. And then we're gonna add our wet ingredients, which is water and strawberry puree. Did you create this recipe? Um, this was. We have other chefs that created this, and this was, I think, created about two years ago, okay. and it's been a hit ever since. So what we do is, and the last thing we're going to put our baking powder. How many waffles will this make? So this batch will make approximately six to seven uh, waffle size orders. So what we're going to do is we're just going to mix this, and you have to let it sit for about half an hour to an hour. but. Because due of, to the course of time, I already have one already made, so... So magic of television. Magic of television. So this is how it looks like. It's going to be that little reddish, purplish color. Nice. Okay, so that's it. This is the top seller at the restaurant for breakfast? Yeah, this is one of our top sellers. We wanted to do this because we wanted to showcase that we have a lot of um, our concept for Hula Grill. There's that nice, beautiful berry color. Yeah. Normally, we put about 15, 15 ounces. Mm -hmm. So, so what, what are your hours of operation? So for breakfast, well, we open on Thursday, on the uh, October 29th. So we're technically only going to be open for dinner, three to five, and then five to nine for our dinner menu. How would you describe the cuisine that Hula Grill has? We like to use everything that's fresh, local. Mm -hmm. uh, we mostly concentrate on our fish product and local farmers. So, so local? You local, yes, you exactly. like locally resourced? Yes. Similar to your Duke's Waikiki, your sister concept. restaurant concept. Yes, correct. Yeah. So while, while that's cooking, I'm going to be um, adding on our mascarpone cream. This is what we do to add for our topping. Um, mascarpone and whipped cream as our topping, topped with Manoa honey. So this one just has to be a little bit at room temperature. I'm gonna add a little bit of whipped cream mix to that. Mm 
That looks really good. Can I just go like this? <laughs> yeah, it, 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 muskrat pone is a really good flavor with it. Uh, some people like to add a little powdered sugar to keep it a little bit sweet. But How because, oh, six minutes. Six yeah, minutes. Yeah, six okay. minutes. Okay. Nice and fluffy. Okay, so that's, that's going to be our topping later. Nice. And then for our topping, we're going to put fresh blueberries, strawberries, and our manol honey right on top. So Hula Grill serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, yes, correct? Yes, correct. Seven days a week? Yes. Okay. What are the top sellers for dinner? Um, dinner, obviously, one of our dishes later on is going to be our twin fish. That is also another popular dish. We also have our, our steaks, which is popular, but mm -hmm. for the most part, we showcase a lot of our our local fish. We get it fresh every day. How, how long has Hula Girl been uh, open here in Oahu? Oh, I think it's like going on 16 years, 16 I think. Years. Yeah, a long time already. Wow, it's a long time. A long time. Okay, I think this should be almost ready. Okay. For chef, are we? So, this is our waffle. Wow. It's a little, it's a little bit soft, so we're just going okay. to another more minute. Okay. A lot of people like theirs a lot of crispy. Now, the difference between the regular waffle and our regular um, mochi waffle is this one is a little bit moister because mm. it has the mochi flour strawberry versus just the pancake nice. waffle. So I think this is almost ready. What does mochi do? Like explain to explain to our viewers what the what, what mochi does yeah, and adds to the waffle. Mochi gives it a little bit of that moister texture versus just traditional flour, which is more glutinous. So this is more like the the Asian -y version of the. Um, flour. Okay. Okay. okay so plate this bad boy. Remove this over here. So here we have this. Blueberries, some fresh strawberries. And this is how you do it exactly at the restaurant? Yes. One waffle per order. One waffle per order. Wow. Tell us your social media handles if you're on Instagram and Facebook. Um, I think we have one at Hula Grill. So I think it's Hula yeah. Grill Waikiki. Yes. Okay, and then we're going to drizzle some And reservations needed for Oh, yeah, for now, it's, I think it's only five per, per, uh, per table. But yeah, reservations highly recommended. Okay, let's okay. grab a fork and try this. Okay. Thank you, Chef. You're welcome. For coming and, and, so and sharing your recipe. Thank you, Outrigger Waikiki. Thank you. And make sure you visit Hula Grill. And thank you guys for watching. Aloha. Cheers. Welcome to Where Hawaii Eats. We are in the heart of Kaimaki at Brick Fire Tavern. Joining me is the owner, Matthew Resick. So tell me a little bit about Neapolitan pizza. Can you tell me what the difference is? Oh yeah, uh, Neapolitan pizza or pizza napolitana, as the Italians would call, is a specific style of pizza. Some say it's the birthplace of pizza in Italy. It's a very craft-forward pizza, very specific in ingredients. So everything about it is unique to the style itself. And unlike other pizzas, this pizza is really enjoyed fresh and hot out of the oven. So, so very basic, pure ingredients. It's very simply yeah, you want the ingredients to shine. And that, that's another thing that um, I think is important about this style of pizza 
is it's very high quality toppings and um, each of them play a balance to kind of uh, create flavor profiles that are unique and blended but not overpowering. So tell me what you've prepared today. Sure, so our, our menu is um, a combination of, it, it's, it's Napoli inspired but locally crafted and that's kind of our mission and tagline that we strive to achieve every day. So a Caesar salad being a good example, um, this is our take on it. We use local baby romaine from Maui, it's Waipoli Farms. We also use whole farm cherry tomatoes. We import anchovies from the Mediterranean, and then we make a house crostini, so out of our um, house bread, so. Thank you. So how did you get to Hawaii? You, you moved here from New York when you were 10. Correct. So tell me about this journey. Well, I came with my family. Um, I was a kid, so we, uh, my father was always in um, some sort of travel business. In New York, he was um, with airlines, and then he moved to American Express. Uh, which brought him to Hawaii and we came when we were 10 um, and he worked there for a few years and then his assignment was complete and we went back to New York and uh, we were there maybe nine months and everyone was like no we got to come back to Hawaii. <laughs> so you basically grew up here. Yes. And so you but it's interesting because you lived kind of close to where we are right yeah, now. Yeah we live not far from here. I used to bike up the street and yeah I'm definitely from this area. Um, and I've seen, you know, the ups and downs. Always fond memories of eating and um, this neighborhood. But I also remember New York quite a bit and my love for pizza, my love for bagels and certain. Is that how you decided to open up a restaurant that's centered yeah. around pizza? I've always wanted, if anyone, anyone knows me growing up knows, I've, I, I, you know, from high school I was gonna go into Tim's school and Everything was always going to be hospitality, but pizza and beer was definitely my shtick. And I wanted to do that long, long ago. And um, it's always been a dream and a passion. So I've always been in hospitality, but not restaurant specific. And it was at MCNA where I met my life partner in Tira. So we both decided, let's um, basically, let's quit our jobs. <laughs> let's go to Italy and learn how to make this style of pizza and open a restaurant. We were trying to open actually in Seattle, Ballard specifically, and um, we took many trips there and it was just too difficult to just move somewhere and open a restaurant. It just seemed daunting, whereas here we had networks, both of our networks. She's a local girl, was a local girl also. She passed away, unfortunately, um, two years back, but um, so we try to honor her in everything we do here. But um, yeah, she, local girl, and we just thought maybe let's um, use our resources here to put it together and we did. So what else did came on our table? These are meatballs and we make um, house meatballs are something we've been doing for the last three years since we opened. Um, something that I learned working in San Francisco. Um, but again, to tie it back to our Italian roots is uh, to us being Italian is fresh and local. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't necessarily need the tomato sauce or be a meatball, but what, what needs to be in there are local ingredients. And that's what we do. We use our old bread that we're making. We use um, local beef and pork. Um, and we do a marinara um, in-house and we let it stew in there. The tomatoes are from San Marzano, but the basil's from Waianae. So a lot of locally sourced ingredients it's, go into this as well. Yeah, that's kind of our, um, what we like to, that's our mission really, is to be fresh and local. So Napoli inspired, locally crafted. So you have this 
wonderful, wonderful mural that kind of is this like time stood still kind of thing, talking about the journey about the pizza. The pizza, yeah. It's, um, that's, a, that's a timeline. That's the history of pizza. That's the history of Neapolitan pizza. And what we really wanted, uh, we thought it would be fun, obviously, but what we wanted to kind of showcase is the irony of such an Italian product, um, Italian-backed product and a craft, um, but it's accumulation of an entire globe and 2,000 years of experience. So does this segue into the name Brickfire Tavern? How did you come up with that name? The name Brickfire Tavern felt, um, it was really the location played a role. We opened in Chinatown and the bricks in that building were from 1886. They were ballast bricks from the ships. And, um, but that building has a lot of history. And, um, and that kind of was what we were doing. We wanted to bring the, the tradition and the old to the new. So Brickfire Tavern was kind of our, um, our play on that. Now, something else made it to our table. Yes, it did. <laughs> what is it? So, this is our house gnocchetti. So gnocchetti, unlike how it sounds, are not just baby gnocchi. They're, um, they look like gnocchi. They're rolled out similar to gnocchi, um, but in, they are actually little dumplings. And so this is made with our, we make our own gnocchetti, um, the baby dumplings rolled. And uh, it's a gorgonzola crema with our local, our local uh, mushroom from Waimanalo and um, some guanciale. Wow, that looks beautiful. It's quite tasty. And that is very tasty. I've had that. It's one of my other favorites. And then some fresh arugula on top just for brightness to cut through the richness. Thank you. You're welcome. That looks amazing. I have to stay away, to move away from my meatball. <laughs> <laughs> So um, this segued into the pizza that just appeared on magically on our table. Yes. So this pizza is the classic Neapolitan pizza. It's the margarita. And it was it was made in Italy in 1889, if, I'm, if I do my... Yeah. <laughs> cheat sheet 1869 <laughs> was made for um, Queen Margarita from Savoy. And it's to resemble the Italian flag. And that was her favorite pizza made in Napoli. And it became the kind of the poster child of Neapolitan pizza. So there's such an authenticity vibe from this restaurant, and I don't know if a lot of people knew that. Like there's some core roots that you've instilled upon the menu, you've, and you, you resource the, the, the natural things around you as well. Definitely. So it's, what an amazing story. What an amazing process. Thank you. Yeah, and, yeah. And that's, you know, that's if someone wants to geek out, you know, our staff is very, you know, knowledgeable about pizza. That's one of the prerequisites to work here is you have to love pizza. We do continuing education. Um, or you can just come here and enjoy the pizza and you don't have to deal with any of that. Do you know <laughs> that you're getting a, yeah. a fine product? Know that we're not cutting corners. So this is, would you say this is the, the most popular? It is, yeah, absolutely. The margarita is one of our top four and I think it is number one. That's amazing. That yeah. basil is so fresh. Basil is fresh. Uh, when we order it, they pick it in Y&I and we get it. Um, tomatoes, San Marzano. And we, we pull that mozzarella today for this pizza. So we pull every single day. Well, Matt, I so appreciate you telling me your story well, thank and you. the, the background of everything. It just really puts, it really puts it into place. We're here with Jason Wong, president of Cisco Hawaii. 
Jason, there's so many different products that Cisco offers. Um, come, you have Angus beef, you have produce. Tell me about your products. Just, just here in Hawaii, we stock over 6,000 items. Uh, food, Cisco actually is the largest food service brand. So being in Hawaii, are you able to work with some of the local farmers here? Yeah, we love local farmers and our customers demand local. So we buy as much local as we can uh, to the point where there's not enough supply. Uh, we actually even have programs where we buy the insurance for local farmers, small local farmers that can't afford the insurance because one of the things that we pride ourselves on is safety in the supply chain, food safety. So growing up um, on the mainland, I remember having, you know, familiar with the Cisco name. How have they been success successfully been the, the biggest um, food service producer in the nation? Sure. Well, they weren't the biggest just because they're the biggest. They, they've grown because they've invested in their in their customers and one way that we've done that is building this food service brand. So Cisco is actually the largest food service brand in the world. We have three to 400 quality assurance inspectors that are Cisco employees that all they do is inspect the fields to make sure Cisco is getting the best quality produce. So when we put our name on that box, we have the best because our customers expect the best. You don't be the biggest by luck and we do it because we are trying to take care of our customers, do right by them, bring value to them. And we have thousands of products under, under our label. It'd be unfair for me to try to pick out some favorites, um, but you can definitely get more information on our website. Welcome to Where Hawaii Eats. Today we are here at the Cisco Hawaii Business Resource Center where it's more than a concept kitchen. We're also here today with Chef Jackie Lau, who is their culinary specialist. Thank you, Chef Jackie, for joining us. Can you tell me why this is called the Business Resource Center, when there is a kitchen there, you have all the Cisco products? Well, it's more than just cooking, so it's about um, helping our customers with all kinds of resources that they'll need to have a successful restaurant. So what did you create for us today? Today I'm utilizing one of uh, my favorite products, that's a um, Cisco product, utilizing um, the Simply uh, Cauliflower Crust. So we have um, Thank you. fresh veggies, broccolini, we have uh, roasted portobello mushrooms, some basil pesto, and fresh mozzarella cheese. Wow. So cauliflower crust, is this something new that um, Cisco has? Um, they have a lot of plant-based products um, that they've been developing over the last few years. So uh, this is one of those, that's sort of the offshoot line, which is the Simply brand. And this is amazing, by the way. I, I do think that this option for cauliflower crust, especially with a lot of carb-conscious folks and gluten-free and options like that. And it doesn't taste like it, it which is kind of funny. Like it. It's really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> this position that you have, it's kind of new to Hawaii. Was, is this something that Cisco has in every um, part, of the, part of the country? I was actually brought on, I retired from Roy's, and I was just kind of hanging out and traveling, and, and uh, they asked me if I would come in and talk to them, and I was a customer uh, for years and years and years, and uh, this kind of just evolved into um, working with the sales team and just helping them with, you know, 
restaurant issues and then into now what is um, this culinary specialist position. Tell me how this position helps your current customer base. Well, I'm a resource. That's, you know, the biggest thing. Um, not everybody has, um, you know, the, the knowledge of uh, necessarily all the ingredients. So our sales team knows a lot about ingredients, but sometimes chefs ask for things that they're not aware of. So I may or may not know about it. And so I work with the customers for that. With the pandemic, um, how have you folks been an, an additional resource? Because I know a lot of restaurants have been hurting. Yeah, well, I mean, at first, a lot of what I was doing was just answering phone calls and trying to, you know, guide people through the maze and, um, you know, give them accurate information based on what the state was saying we could and couldn't do. Um, also, I, I'm a serve safe proctor, so trying to get a lot of our customers serve safe so that their staff understood exactly the proper um, food handler sanitation requirements and, you know, just kind of talking them through. How do restaurants get more information on how to become, uh, you know, a customer of Cisco Hawaii? Well, they can they can call Cisco um, Hawaii and they will um, take all your information and gets back to you. Um, you know, it's it's pretty easy. I mean, it's just a matter of you know signing up and opening an account and off you go. Where Hawaii Eats is presented by the Honolulu Star Advertisers Dining Out, Outrigger Waikiki Hotels and Resorts, and Cisco Hawaii.